Hello. Hello. And welcome back. Hello. Convos with the bros. My name's Craig. And me, and more importantly, the guys around me, are here to talk about various different subjects. And we're going to cover anything and everything. I'm going to go uh, go old school this time. My man Sal, how Hello you doing? There. How you doing? Good to have you back on the show, Sal Wynn. Yep, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been about a few minutes, to be honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Room Wayne, room. how you doing, mate? I'm good, my friend. How the devil are you? Nice I to be here. Good, and it is a pleasure having you here. It's great coffee, by the way, Craig. You I'm mate. glad you like it, because I, I sort of winged that a bit. <laughs> a cafetiere. What what are they called? A cafetiere, yes. Cafetiere. Yeah. yeah, I just pulled that out, I had to wash it down, get the dust off it. Right, okay. But still. This one comes with a bit of um, a bit of alcohol, I think, doesn't it? Mine, mine just had milk, mate. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Just coming off a dose of uh, antibiotics, it? I, I didn't want to uh, risk it. Oh, risk man, it. you've got to have alcohol with antibiotics, <laughs> man. <laughs> no. no. No, don't say that. Come on. <laughs> and Phil, how are you doing? Always good. Always good. Always good. That's good to hear, man. That's what the ladies say. (laughs) So when we decided to put together different ideas for our show, is it a show? Is a podcast a show or is it just a thing? It's a show. Okay. Right, let's go with that. It's a show. We wanted to choose various different subjects, ones that, are going to be challenging to, for us to speak about. You know, we, we've kept things fairly light-hearted up until now. And um, there was other subjects that we thought was important to us as four guys, four old friends, and uh, put some subjects on the, on the table. And you've got ITV at the moment called Britain Get Talking, which is covering a much-needed subject that needs its exposure about depression and stress but you know it's it's good that uh people are covering it so early in the year you may or may not know people come out of the festive period whatever that means to yourself whether you celebrate christmas or just celebrate anything else around that time and allegedly january's got the highest divorce rate uh, or separation rate uh, than any other month, and people are coming out of the top, this period where there's over exposure of everything, money, love, hate, everything all comes piling up, and everybody's got to face everything in in January. And um, so I think it's right that you, you know ITV and ourselves, of course, are covering this subject. BBC too. BBC are. Yeah, they're covered. Theirs is called BBC Action Line. So, what's that go, going on, Phil? Is that just an online thing, or yeah, you go online and it's there. Anything for information and anyone that you need to talk to and stuff. Okay. And w- what we'll do is at the end of the show, we will um, go through some fa- telephone numbers. Uh, we'll also put them in the show links as well. And we think it's important that we're talking about it, and hopefully. You know, it's food for thought and anybody out there uh, listening, you know, look up these numbers and uh, take any necessary actions. So I think 
the one thing when we were looking at some of the show notes, I think it surprised us all is some of the lists of celebrities that have come out and said that they've suffered with depression. And I suppose ultimately my personal opinion is um, I think depression can hit most of us these days. Uh, I think it's the level of depression um, that, you know, you can be impacted by. I also think that the modern world we live in with its fast pace and everything, I mean, everything being rubbed in your face, uh, whether it's money, relationships, what you should be wearing, anything is, you know, even what your body looks like, it's, it's just constantly in your face. And, and that can have uh, triggers. Um, you know, there's expectancies of what a family um, should be set up as. And if your family doesn't meet that um, uh, criteria, then that can put pressure on you. And, and obviously money's always there now. Kids are walking around in 200 pound trainers and, you know, uh, kids can't keep up and, and compete with that sort of thing. And I read something the other day where there's um, a massive increase now in depression in, in the sort of sort of 14 year olds. It's, it's younger, up by, younger people. Isn't yeah, it? it's up by 50 percent. And, and again, to me, that only reinforces this thought that I personally have where, you know, I just think it's this in your face media, this nonstop media soon as you put on Facebook, you're bombarded by everybody else's life or advertisements or whatever it may be. Yep. And there's just no no switch off from it. So the, the uh, you know, the, the, the show may be a bit more somber the, the, on this particular show, but as I say, I think it's a, a, an important one to cover. Um, Phil, who you may or may not be aware of, um, has always been a, a man of many poetic words and um, he wants to share something with us now. Drop. Darkness. Look at me. What am I to do with this cold, cracked, weak, pulse, battered, useless muscle that they call a heart? Now that her words have affected me with the toxin hate, of toxemia courses through me at a fast rate, my emotional immune system starts to fade. So from my weeping, venom-filled heart, my self-worth, trust, love, affection, happiness and confidence slowly deplete like white blood cells. So now what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this contaminated vessel that was once filled with pleasant memories and fantasies, which now contains broken dreams and tragedies? I might as well just cut it out. Cut it out of me since I have no need. No need to live or want to love anymore. The shoulders that I cried upon spoke of me finding love again. How did I know? What did I know? Isn't that how I ended up in this predicament by finding love in the first place? So now I ignore comments like those and the ones about there being more fish in the sea. Because when it comes to me, they all seem to be soul-eating piranhas. And I'm sick of being love's bait. Alcohol tells me not to tempt fate. And if the broken lamps and shattered hallway mirrors, broken dirty dishes, soiled clothes, bad breath, tear ducts, and lonely dark recesses of the house could speak, they would tell you that I was tired and could not be sure if I had enough strength to live out this week. Repression. 
Inside my head, I try to spin a new web of rationality to salvage what's left of me and my humanity. But like an unwitting person, madness breaks through the web in the form of voices. From the radio and the TV shows and music in my headphones telling me love is all around us, still out there, somewhere, alive for all of us to find. Obviously not for me. If it was out there, I didn't believe in it or see it. Maybe the wearing of my women are all vermin goggles didn't help or did it. I now use negative images as a blanket of security. So what I once saw as beauty, I now see as ugly to protect me due to my insecurities. Or it might have mean the fact that I have not opened up the blinds to look outside for weeks. Why would I? Why should I? What was I to see? More zombies like me with their hearts wrenched out of their chest like fish that have been pulled out of the sea and thrown onto the deck and clubbed to death before they lose their consciousness due to the lack of breath. Am I to believe that I should join them and walk the streets as the undead with my gutted and drained heart on my sleeve? Openness. I used to think I was an individual that was strong and I would never allow myself to feel lost or vulnerable without someone, but I was wrong. I hated the fact that my heart had been broken and that I felt so helpless. Always wondering what I did wrong and what I could have done to make it right. So like the daywalker, who had no reason to be afraid of the light, I pushed aside my wondering and through the blinds I took a little peek. A slivers of light warmed my moistened flesh and down my cheek. I felt it slowly work its way through me and start to replenish and rejuvenate my soul. As I started to see a little glimmer, be it in the distance, it was still a glimmer. Purpose. I set myself a purpose for each day. To attain self-empowerment, I swept up the broken shards of glass, emptied out the bins, recycled whiskey bottles, emptied the beer cans, the food tins, washed the clothes, dishes, ate breakfast, and before I shaved, I finally put up and looked into the new hallway mirror to look at myself and see if I had a reflection and I was still someone. I did, and I was. I opened the windows to release the stale odour of the past and welcomed in the freshness of my future into my life. I finally peeked no more and opened the blinds to allow in some light. Even though I could not feel love, I thought maybe with less pain and more time inside my heart, it may gradually start to shine. If not for anyone else, at least for me. I know at times I may relapse and slip into a depression-filled pit. But with the secret and the purpose of each day, a new flame that burns inside will stay lit. Rise. Remembering self-evolution. Mm. Yes, Phil. <coughs> Thank you very much, mate. Thank you, Phil. <clears throat> and I think the important thing, listening to Phil's poem, is the thing is with depression there's there's another side isn't there? there there's always a chance of that light tomorrow you know it's it's quite easy to live in the moment but you've got to think about 
how quickly things can change in a positive way for all our lives. What made you write that poem, Phil? Well, from a friend. And seeing that a lot of people do withdraw once they come across or have situations that, you know, either love or finances. But it was for a friend who um, kind of was at a lost path. And I thought, okay, I need to write something to encourage. There is a form of something more than what they're in. Um, and how are they now, if, if, if you don't mind I, me asking? I, I still think they're on the mend. Right. So, but in a positive way, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I know, because I know from myself, like I remember way back with um, like schooling and playing like football. I know there was times when I injured my knee at a young age, but through football was like twelve, and then I was still playing football till sixteen. But I knew I wanted to play a bit more than I could. But I knew my knee was gone, so I bandaged up and thought, yeah. But in my head, I knew it was gonna pop at some stage and. I remember my dad saying when I stopped playing football, he mentioned other names of players still playing football. And to be honest, I didn't want to hear about anybody else playing tele playing football on television. That's why I withdrew from even watching football. Because I thought, I can't do anything with my knee as it is. But I reconciled with myself and said, okay. I can see from the game of football that you're always going to be competing with other people. And they'll managers would choose you or choose someone else and i thought don't put the pressure on myself think i can still walk neil my knee can heal itself and i thought okay you're not going to be a footballer and I, I i moved on and thought okay i know football's a leisure game for me i know for other people it's a serious career choice but for me i thought i know throughout the football game they're changing for another player at another stage in your life so you know. sometimes that that impact you know, when something is forced away from you, that can be more devastating than, you know, when you're talking about being a footballer, if you were trying to be a footballer but you didn't quite make it, that's dealing with that in one sense. But sometimes when it's just ripped away from you or you feel like it's ripped away from you, an injury, that sort of cruelty of it all can, you know, impact you just as hard. Yeah, if you've weighed a lot on that specific career that you've chosen or people have told you that you're good at continuously and like coaches, a lot of them want you to win. The coach doesn't want a team to lose, so they're going to say as much to you about you. to get you And, and, that, and that's the fall, isn't it, really? Whether, whether it's <clears throat> any career, to be honest, yep. it, it doesn't matter whether it's sports related, arts related, you, you know, where probably the odds are stacked up against you anyway, but any other career at all that, um, you know, where people sort of motivate you, tell you how great you are and, and stuff like that. And then when things don't quite work out or they take a lot longer and stuff like that, that fall, and this is the important thing is, it's when you do fall, there tends to be those people aren't around, you know, those people that have told you were great or whatever may not be around and, Again, it's making that fall uh, far more impactful, and um, you, you know, and and I think we are getting better now as a society, and in a in, in awareness. And I've heard some stories of depression recently, and you know, in, in both cases, 
I'm not going to talk about it, obviously, but in both cases, young and old, you're just surprised by the story. You're surprised of who they are as people. And, um, you know, we, we live in this um, quite quick to um, sort of judge or make our assumptions on people and their life. Somebody, will, you know, drives up to you in a super huge flash car, you know, that's that's the first thing you think about. Look her in. Look at her. She, they've done well for themselves. And you, you don't think about anything else possibly that's going on. And, and it goes back to my earlier comment where I think to a certain level, some people, most people will, will suffer from depression regardless of uh, how we perceive them from the outside. But how do you see things, Wayne? I, I just happen to... Um, believe in the uh, importance of conversation with people about when you don't feel um, good and you know with the best will in the world I, I, I've never met anyone at any point of the day or night um, for the entire time I've known them who has felt positive I've never met anyone who hasn't had any sort of um, um, sad uh, event, sometimes huge event in their life, which, you know, you, you wouldn't be human if it didn't bring you down, if it didn't um, reduce you, whether it's um, losing a loved one, um, losing a parent, you know, losing a relationship. Um, we're only human. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not machines that don't have any uh, a sort of level uh, equilibrium. We all feel, we all have emotions and it's only natural. But what's not natural, and it's exactly what you've just um, been referring to, Craig, about societal um, opinions on the fact. It's only recently in our in our recent time as middle-aged men that you can even start to be talking about um, if you don't feel great. Um, we've always had, I mean, I, I know my... Uh, in, in, in my upbringing and, and, and my uh, sort of parents and grandparents and that sort of thing, if you came out and said, oh, I don't feel like, I don't feel great today. Oh, I really feel lowered. Oh, pull yourself together, you know, yeah. get on with it. You know, there's people worse off than you. And everything's relative. And, and the thing is, though, that, you know, if you, if you generalise things, of course there's going to be people worse off than you. And, you know, you see people, hear about people who have such massive and horrific life experiences that you can appreciate them struggling mentally and people coming around to support them and rightly so I, i'm not saying that in is bad whatsoever but some people can be triggered by little problems yeah and yeah. and and the thing is whatever the problem is you, you're absolutely right in you know just sharing your thoughts and emotions with somebody and and i guess this is where we're slightly getting better in society where that somebody doesn't necessarily have to be somebody from your family because that could be where the problem may lie yeah um there are phone lines there are people that are willing to sit and speak to you about the issues that you may have it may be yeah it may be yeah someone you don't even know at all in some in some cases it's better that it's no one that you know mm. that you can just literally come out and and let it out, and you may have a more uh, positive expression of what exactly the problems are. Because sometimes, when you're in it, 
it's hard to see it. Um, and sometimes you need someone else who doesn't know you to be able to um, bring up an issue or bring up a particular aspect of it that you may not have considered because you are in it. Um, and, and, and as you mentioned earlier as well, with social media, with our, uh, all, all the aspects, all the things we should have done by this particular point in our lives, all the, um, you know, all the pressure that's popped on us. Um, people, I think people generally, as a, as a species, care for each other. But unfortunately, when you're living in a big city um, and you're all <clears> struggling <throat> to do after, and you look after your families, get the, put the food on the table, it's easy um, to feel that you're not part of what's going on around you. And that's, again, when something can, uh, those, those sort of feelings of negativity can, can take over you. So it's, it's, for me, it's crucial, whether it's your friends, uh, whether it's someone you don't know, whether it's any other external services, which is family members. It's, it's about finding ways that when you feel um, the sort of negativity approaching you or you're starting to feel as if you're not uh, feeling great, it's finding the mechanisms that are personal to you in advance. So whether that be things such as um, uh, mindfulness, going surrounding yourself with greenery, going out for long walks, exercise, and looking at just looking at your life, your diets, the way you, the way you conduct yourself, doing the things that make you happy. You know, everyone's cracking on doing their own thing. We need to look at ourselves. Um, and, and, and work out what makes us more happy. And then the times when we do need help, talk to people. You know, it's easy, it's easily said and it's easily, uh, it's easy for me to sit here in the studio and just come out and just say that. But in my personal experience, and I've suffered from depression in the past, I couldn't have got through um, my losses in the past without friends, just couldn't have done it. Um, so I speak from uh, from my personal viewpoint and uh, and experience on that. I think um, in, again in my personal experience, uh, when I have suffered with depression, I've probably done the worst thing possible, uh, which is I, I just go on lockdown and just shut myself off. And it doesn't necessarily mean I, I stop living. Um, I go about my day job and do stuff like that, but I do literally shut myself off. That's your work. mechanism, your personal mechanism, isn't it? And it's not good, and and I know it's not good. And as I get older, I get more wiser and more understanding of myself and my emotions and how I've dealt with stuff in the past and how bad they are. And this gears me up and trains me in a positive way to prepare my children for when without a doubt they're going to they're going to struggle through their lives but i still don't think i've got it right myself you know there still are um you know a lot of pressures that i put on myself um and for whatever reason i put those on myself um you know the the way i deal with it is um do you know what at times it can build up and you know what i, I guess I suppose what I'm mumbling about is trying to say that there are times where, you know, the old saying, you know, when you're waiting for a bus, they all come at once. Mm. And, and it's the same with problems, really. Yeah. You, there's never one unique problem or there could be one unique problem for you that triggers you off. And as I say, my my life, it was uh, 
pressure that I put on myself. I've always been really, really demanding of myself and really never achieving what I think I should achieve. And therefore, you know, that's already put me in a, a, a negative bubble. And then, uh, for instance, you know, in the recent years, I've, I've lost my mom and that was devastating. Yeah. Um, and strangely enough, again, the hardest one for me was when I, I lost my cousin who was a, um, a a sort of brother growing up. And, and I, I don't say that just for the sake of saying it. He was. There's just so much um, influence we had on each other's lives. Everything, everything I can think of that I was into, hip-hop, graffiti art, BMXing, roller skating, was around my cousin Stephen and... Um, we sort of lost contact in, in recent years or, or the years up until him being di- diagnosed with cancer. And um, and that plays on you as well because, you know, again, life is busy and he moved to a different city and, you know, we just can't find the time to mate with each other, uh, meet up with each other. And, you know, again, it, it was... Uh, it was just totally devastating again just knowing everything um with my own pressures is what i'm trying to say with my own pressures and then the these other things that you know just life that you wasn't expecting come into play um really really hard to to uh, deal with i think companies are, are you know getting better now um certainly a company that i've worked for are, were offering mental health uh seminars and workshops which was really good. Uh, they allowed everybody to subscribe to an app uh, at no cost. Uh, the company paid for it. And, um, you know, again, just they were making people aware of sort of triggers of when you should start becoming aware of uh, of problems and, you know, what your trigger points are and just being aware of, of what's triggering them and um, making mindful decisions, really. So whether it's, talking to people like you were saying Wayne or whether it's um you know doing yoga classes anything to do with uh making mental calmness and stuff like that and again slamming on the brakes in this lightning paced world that we live in and just taking some time out for yourself man and you know even in your working day go go for a walk at lunchtime and just have that time out if if you're morning and you know, it's been stressful all your week's been stressful and stuff like that. But Salwin, do you want to add anything at all? Um, I just feel, I feel some days or sometimes when it, it, it I don't know, it's the thing I want, the, the point I want to make is that um, when you're around it, when, when you're, when there's people that you know, are dealing with the mental stress it can be hard for people i mean like i've I've got people close to me in my life who are dealing with it they haven't exactly admitted it but you can tell that they need it and it's a case of getting them to be more aware of the fact that they are stressed out and to get help Again, that goes back to to what we were saying, really, about it's in, in modern. This is quite new, really. We we all know about depression and stress and stuff like that. But yeah. as as we said earlier on, 
you know, small problem. It's it's not the size of the problem. There are some massive problems, but there are small problems that can trigger off, yeah. you know, depression and 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 you know, and and it it it, it does take some self awareness and and you know, it, it is quite difficult when, you know, yourself you can't admit that for whatever reason that you know. I need to I need to calm things down. I need to slam on the brakes. I need to speak to people. Yeah, and, and I think this is where we've got to change our mindset altogether, and not think that you know we've got to do this alone. We've got to just sit and I'll be all right tomorrow and and stuff like that. And as I said, I'm a true believer in tomorrow's a new day and start afresh and stuff. But that's just me. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it works for for everybody else. Uh, and you know, but you've got to, you know, we've everybody's got to make it more people more aware that it's okay to say that I just don't feel great today. Yeah, I mean, like um, the person that's close to me in in my life who's I know is dealing with something. I afterwards, I when I found out about it, I did go online and tried to find out various ways where they could um 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 help deal with it deal with it basically to like um depressurize and stuff like that and uh or maybe find support yeah find support yeah yeah Yeah. um i mean in our particular area in the city that we live in um in the in the city centre, there there is an there is a a, a firm. Um, I'm not sure for whether I want to mention the name of it, but there was only one I could see. Apart from the main, the main people that you can ring up online, like Samaritans, etc., like that. There was one. There was one centre in Digbeth um, that looked looked quite good. And I mean, I've been desperate to try and get them to go there to go there and it just it just seems to be it just hasn't seemed to have uh happened and and like i want to find out a lot more about this place and i want to like i want to like advertise it more and, and put it out into the world that there is this place that people can go i mean i'm sure there's plenty of other places and i mean we'll probably list them shortly and stuff like that but um, well what we'll do is you know we'll just keep updating the links really as we find out more information yeah, we'll just add yeah. more links in but I, you know, that is that is, um, I, I think the most difficult thing really is it's 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 just the self awareness. Just, I mean, four of us have just sat here. We've we haven't done any preparation to, you know, what we were going to cover uh, ourselves here. But we we all know of a lot of people that are suffering out there, and um, again, it's it's. There is support there. There is one hundred percent support out there, and there is no need whatsoever to to suffer in silence. Well, there's a few things to look at just on yourselves of people for like things to recognise physical signs. You've got headaches, fatigue. They say difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentrating, upset stomach, which could be into IBS, and irritability. But like you've said areas to try and deal with the stress split your tasks up don't put everything in one part allow yourself some time to be positive about yourself because as you say there's a lot of 
information on the internet that's all negative and a lot of people find it easy to self-hate themselves so easy now um, as it is people can spread gossip quicker than they can spread positivity challenge yourself with thoughts that just brighten your day brighten your mind can i just say something on that point phil yep. that, that you know i've heard of websites and groups and forums where it actually supports people feeling the way they do in a negative way and continues to add on you know th this pressure of you know you're no good you're useless and all these negative comments and you know i can't say more importantly that you have to just don't even consider going down that route you have to just remove yourself from that and believe you know that that the, there is support there is a better day coming and you know sorry phil carry on be more active like you said and your, your diet is important because what you consume does does affect your your body your mental state don't be afraid to talk to someone and plan ahead but what i will say is i know i work and you know the whole money earning situation of life doesn't help a lot of people and i i remember at work when i first started so i was on a little six month there six month there little tester where they keep you in i kept not knowing if i had a job every six months but they just didn't let me know whether i was doing good at work and to be honest it was affecting my work and i had to step back and say i tell you what there'd be many jobs in my life where i'm gonna get fired but there's only going to be one me. So if they fire me, they fire me. So I thought, take it easy, relax. They never did get rid of me, but I thought if I stressed out for the amount of five years that they kept me, I wouldn't have, been, I would have been in bits. Am I right in saying, I, th I think I'm right. But Phil, you're a guy, I think, of, of routine. You like to know what's going on. Would you say that's correct? Well, planning, I like, yeah, I like yeah, to. So therefore, I can see why that would stress you out and, and bother you, you know, when there's that inconsistency of you don't know whether you're going to work and everything. So again, your personality would naturally want somebody to sit down and say, right, you know, you got your contract all sorted, you know, you're going to work here forevermore or whatever. But you almost had to remove yourself and a bit of self you know, a bit of a chat to yourself, really, to, to help sort of manage the situation. Well, I notice if, if anything do start to play on my mind a lot, I do usually talk a lot to myself, but then just try and weigh up the importance and just bring it back to myself. Because work's work. You will be fired at some stage in your life, but it's who you're around to be with supportively and not put the pressure on, knowing that, okay, I can talk to someone. <clears throat> I may need financial help. But there are people out there that can help you if you were to lose your job. But as I say, it's like just you've got to just maintain your health and not let them, you know, press you down. Because so, I think I think ultimately everyone's everyone's problems are, <coughs> are relative. You know, whether you whether your house has been flooded, whether you've lost a loved one, or whether your pussy cat's just. Uh, passed away whatever the level to other people of what the problem is um that but it's to, irrelevant isn't it to you yeah yeah it's, it doesn't it's, matter how it looks yeah. like. to you if it's an issue 
then it's something that uh, has to be dealt with and, and uh, we have to talk about it. So for me, talk, 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 talk. We've got some um, numbers here. You've got Calm, which is a campaign against living miserably. And they have a helpline. Nationwide number is 0800585858. The London number is 0808802585858. You have the Samaritans, which you can call on 116123. Can I also just just on regards? Can I also plug the um, the help centre in Digbeth? Um, I don't know the actual details, but the place is called Pause. It's where under twenty fives can go and sit in and talk to people about the stress in their lives. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So um, Google Pause. We'll, we'll find it and put it in on Birmingham. The link. I know where it is. Yeah, it, yeah. I've, I've heard the brilliance. So if anybody, you know, wants there. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Brilliant, guys. I appreciate everybody uh, speaking openly yeah. about that and um, Phil for his poetic words. Um, this is Convos with the Bros. We're not going to do anything significant on this one other than sign out. We will put all the uh, links below. But again, thank you for listening. We out of here.